Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Saslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 7th of September. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network. 
and always presented by Anna Jar and Levine. Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. If you've been involved in an accident, first you call 911, then you call my friends at Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, where you're going to be treated like family. The moment that you get them on the phone, they're going to take care of you, get you the money you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, We did it, everybody. We made it to September 7th. Everything in the past is behind us now. It is full steam ahead. We got football tonight. The gambling and, and the fantasy and the, and the alcohol and the junk food and the football. It's all back starting tonight. You know what I'm talking about. We did it, everybody. We got here. By the way... Quick shout-out, shout-out to the Miami Marlins. Why am I shouting out the Miami Marlins? Because they got us to this point. They held us over through the summer, that lull in between the Heat and the Panthers finishing up their championship round losses. The Panthers, they, uh, they excuse me, the Marlins, they did their job. They got us to this place where we were interested in baseball on a nightly basis because they're in the thick of things. And now football is here. They did it. They held us over. Excellent. Let's give it up for the Marlins. Great job by the Marlins. We'll still be keeping an eye, but we got football going on now. You did your job. We're so proud of you, Marlins. Excellent work. So, tonight, we finally did it. It is week one, Chiefs, Lions. Let's get right to it here. Look, coming up, here's what we got coming up today. You guys know, it's Thursday. Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football. He's going to join us today. He joins us every Thursday. Today's Thursday. So, of course, he's going to join us today. And he's going to help give you some tips, who to start, who to sit for the weekend's games, starting with tonight, Lions and Chiefs. We're going to get Jamie on the show coming up in a little bit. Now, it's Thursday, so that also means Zaslow Show 2.0 Mailbag, where you send in your questions we're going to answer questions on today's show. It can be about anything. Whatever you got. I'll, whatever you want to talk about. I'm not beholden to anybody. I can say whatever I want. That's right. We're no holds barred here. Zaslow Show 2.0. So your mailbag questions, that's coming up as well. And because the season starts tonight, we're going to do our divisional predictions. That's right. Yes, I know you're out there saying to yourself, Zaslow, I've been tuning in every single day. I'm waiting for your divisional predictions. Are you going to give us some predictions already? Can you tell us who's going to win each division? And the answer finally is yes. The moment you've all been waiting for. It is here. You're so lucky. We're all so lucky. It's all happening. So we got that coming up for you today as well. I do want to start out though by saying, so yesterday, oh man. You you guys know I love pro wrestling. Oh, wrestling's the best. And... Kurt Angle, all-time great wrestler, but also fucking American hero. So there's a new documentary. I'm trying to get him on my show. I've had him on a few times. I'm trying to get him on the show again real soon. And the documentary just premiered like a day or two ago on Peacock, on the WWE Network portion of Peacock. It's called Angle, and it's about his life. And we all know that, you know, he won the Olympic gold in 1996 with a broken freaking neck. I mean, true story. And, and and we know that, but it goes into... 
the first half of the story, before he gets to WWE, I mean, I know about all the WWE stuff. The first half of the movie is so interesting. He is a legit American hero. And what he accomplished before getting to WWE, they go over the broken neck and what happened and how he was wrestling through it and how it all happened. It's unbelievable how he won that gold medal. And and on top of it, you know, you know the movie Foxcatcher, which came out, I don't know, like 10 years ago, stars Steve Carell and Channing Tatum. And it's about John DuPont, part of the, you know, the, the, the DuPont family, like billionaire American old money family. And, and he financed uh, Foxcatcher, which was like a wrestling team, amateur wrestlers. And he ended up murdering like the star wrestler David Schultz. Well, Kurt Angle was part of Foxcatcher. He was part of that team. And so they go over all of that as well. And it's it's so good, this documentary. It's inspiring. And it's sad. And and, and it's, it's incredible. I can't recommend it enough, especially if you're a pro wrestling fan. But if you're a fan of sports, Angle documentary on Peacock, WWE Network. So I watched that yesterday with my younger son, Jordan. Oh, we were so into it. It's Like I said, this Kurt Angle, obviously, all-time great WWE superstar. But he is, he is a freaking American hero. He really is. Incredible, incredible story. I very highly recommend it. So, Travis Kelsey's questionable tonight. That's what we're keeping an eye on this evening. And I think there's a lot of pressure now on the Lions tonight. I really do. You know, we know, and I talked about this a little bit with MJ Acosta Ruiz yesterday. Of course, MJ Acosta Ruiz, formerly down here in Miami, hosts on NFL Network. She She's great to us. She's my friend. And she was on the show yesterday. So if you did not catch her yesterday, you could always go back wherever you get your Zaslow Show 2.0 podcast, courtesy of the Believe Podcast Network, available everywhere you get your podcast. I can't name everywhere that the podcast is available. I'll be here listening uh, these platforms, I- I'll be here forever. I can't do it. All right. So you can go back and you can listen to MJ Acosta Ruiz joining us yesterday. But I-, I mentioned it with her where we know who the Chiefs are. We know what the Chiefs are. They're going to be great. The Lions is a major question mark. And a question mark for a team that a lot of people are putting expectations on because of the way they finished last year. They were on hard knocks last year, which makes you high profile. Man, Campbell makes you high profile because he's unconventional. He's a little bit against the grain there. And they're a fun team. They score a ton of points, Jared Goff. By the way, Jared Goff's a little bit of a punching line. I I, I get it. But you go back and look at Jared Goff's career so far. I think it's maybe year seven or year eight for him. It's a pretty good career. Matter of fact, it's had like three seasons which have been straight up awesome, including last year. Like Jared Goff has a little bit of that Alex Smith career going for him, where he was the number one overall pick, expectations were high, wasn't fulfilling the expectations, and then changes teams and really gets going, kind of like Alex Smith at the end of his San Francisco run and then in Kansas City. Well, now Jared Goff, who did have a couple of really good years in LA, and now went to the Super Bowl with them, and now uh, in, in Detroit... Like, he's he's got some of that Alex Smith going for him. I think there's pressure on Detroit tonight now with Kelsey out. Kelsey, well, he's questionable. 
But Kelsey being questionable has moved the line down a point and a half, I believe. Kansas City is getting four and a half at this point. And if you're going to be a real team, like, you're going to find out tonight if Dan Campbell can coach. You're not a good coach just if you win games against the bad coaches. You're a good coach if you can win games against guys like Andy Reid, the great coaches. We're going to find out tonight if Dan Campbell can coach a little bit because you're going up against Andy Reid, and it's a shorthanded Chiefs team. Go into Kansas City, where Mahomes has never had to deal with no Kelsey. He's probably not going to play tonight. Go in a big game. If you're going to be a big team this year, Detroit, go in a big game. So I really think now all of a sudden there's some pressure on Detroit. Big NFL news yesterday, Nick Bosa, five years, $170 million, most ever for a defensive player, $50 million signing bonus up front, good for him. He'll presumably be in the lineup with San Francisco as they are at Pittsburgh this weekend. I think that's upset alert, by the way. I think the Steelers are going to win that game. I used to be a great game, but I think the Steelers are going to win that game. The Marlins last night, the Marlins now have taken the first two in their series with the Dodgers after a four-game sweep against the Washington Nationals, which you had to have if you're going to get back into this wildcard picture and give yourself a chance with three weeks remaining in the season. You had to win last night. So now the Marlins are going to go for the sweep against the Dodgers tonight. It's Braxton Garrett on the hill for the Marlins tonight. And that was yesterday after getting the news that both Sandy Alcantara and Jorge Soler are on the IL. So terrible news yesterday for the Marlins. They're down one nothing in the fifth inning, and they put up a nine spot in the fifth inning, including a three-run blast by Jazz Chisholm, who is just on fire right now. A nine spot in the fifth inning. Marlins never look back. They win 11-4 yesterday. So they're going to go for the sweep here tonight. And as far as the wild card is concerned, the Marlins are sitting in that third wild card spot all by themselves right now. They're a half game up on both Diamondbacks and Reds. They're three and a half back at number two, Chicago. You're probably not going to catch them. But at 72 and 67, winners of six in a row, a chance to sweep the Dodgers tonight. So this is a major, major spot for them. And then they're at Philadelphia this weekend. So let's see if they can finish off the Dodgers tonight. That would be awesome. You know what else is awesome? The sleep that my wife and I get. And that's courtesy of Sheets and Giggles. My man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. I was in touch with him last night. I mean, hey, I'm talking about the softest sheets you've ever had in your life. No more night sweats. No more, uh, you know, no more itchy covers. No. Naturally softer, cooler, most breathable sheets you're ever going to sleep on. And now the Zaslow family, just like over 100,000 Americans, we sleep on Sheets and Giggles and we're never turning back. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zaslow. If this is your first ever order from Sheets and Giggles, go to SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zaslow. You're going to get 20% off your first order. That's right. And my man Colin, he's taking care of the environment out there as well. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. A eucalyptus pillow. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? Look, if a koala sleeps up to 18 hours on a eucalyptus tree, do you know how comfortable a eucalyptus mattress must be? Sheetsgiggles.com. So, let's get to it here. Sorry, I just had to take a sip of my vitamin water there. The time has come. 
Week one is tonight. Before we get to Jamie Eisenberg here and do fantasy football with him, let's get to let's go on the record. We're on the record now. Let's go on the record. Here are our divisional predictions. The division winner for all eight divisions. That's four in the AFC, four in the NFC. We're going on the record now. You got to hold us accountable. It's always super important when you go on the record. That's what we're doing right now. Here we go. So, first up here. Let's just get right after it, right? Let's start out with the AFC East. Our divisional predictions begin with the champion of the AFC East. And we are talking about your Miami Dolphins. That's right. The Dol- And you know what? I'm going to give you the divisional winners. I also went through their schedules. I'm going to give you their record. The Dolphins will win the AFC East 12-5. and That's right. They're going to win it at 12-5. and And they're going to win the division by a couple of games. That's right. The Dolphins will win the AFC East. You know what? I'm going to expand this shit. Not only am I going to give you the divisional winners, I'm going to give you all seven playoff teams in each conference. I'm going on the record for all 14 playoff teams this year. The Dolphins win the AFC East at 12-5. and They are not the number one seed, though, in the AFC East. Baltimore wins the AFC North. They're going to win 11 games. 11-6, and Baltimore. The Jacksonville Jaguars will win the AFC South at 10-7. and And the number one seed in the AFC is going to be the AFC West champion, Kansas City Chiefs. At 13-4, and four, the Dolphins will finish one game behind them. So your division winners, Miami, Baltimore, Kansas, Jacksonville, Kansas City. Your three wild cards, Cincinnati at 10-7. and seven. Buffalo at 10-7. and seven. Pittsburgh, 9-8. and eight. That's right. The Jets do not make the playoffs. I think the Jets are a 7 or an 8 win team this year. Yup, I said it. And what? So your wild cards, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh at 9 and 8. <laughs> I have three teams from the AFC North in the playoffs. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. So there you go. So that would mean our playoff matchups. Kansas City gets the first round bye. We have... Miami versus Pittsburgh, Baltimore versus Buffalo, Jacksonville versus Cincinnati. Those are our playoff matchups. I'm not giving you the winners. I'm just giving you the teams and the matchups. In the NFC, the NFC East winner, the Philadelphia Eagles at 12-5, not the number one seed though. AFC North, the Minnesota Vikings, 11-6. 11-6. NFC South is won by the New Orleans Saints at 9-8. Only nine wins to win the South. Very bad division. And the NFC West winner and the number one seed in the NFC playoff, the San Francisco 49ers at 12-5. They win the head-to-head tiebreaker over Philadelphia. So your division winners, the number one seed, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Minnesota, New Orleans. Your three wildcard teams in the NFC. The Seattle Seahawks at 10-7. The Dallas Cowboys at 10-7. The New York Giants at 9-8. I got three teams 
from the NFC East making the playoffs. I have three teams in the AFC North. I have three teams in the NFC East making the playoffs. So your wildcard teams, Seattle, Dallas, New York Giants. So your playoff matchups in the NFC, number one seed getting a bye, San Francisco. Then you have Philadelphia versus New York Giants. Minnesota versus Seattle. Excuse me, Minnesota versus Dallas. And New Orleans versus Seattle. Those are our NFC playoff matchups. And that right there, those are are our postseason team. So again, to recap, the NFC, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Minnesota, New Orleans, Wild Card, Seattle, Dallas, New York Giants. AFC, Kansas City, Miami, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Wild Cards, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. And that right there. Now we're on the record. Nothing anybody could do about it. We are on the record. And those are our 2023 NFL playoff predictions. Before we bring Jamie on board here, it is still summer, which means you're getting those sizzling summer savings when you get yourself a brand new ride at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. If you're in the market for a new car, you can't decide where to go, I send you to the only car dealership I personally endorse, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You walk in the showroom doors, you're immediately greeted by a member of their friendly sales team. They're going to say, what are you looking for? What size? Do you want something big? Maybe an SUV for the family? Are you looking for something smaller? Maybe just a Subaru sedan for yourself to have some fun with? Whatever you're looking for, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. Whatever you're looking for, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has the perfect model for you. Sizzling summer savings are still going on at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. New Subaru models starting at just $249 a month. You could save up to $1,500 off MSRP on select new Subaru models in stock, plus Receive up to $750 in trade-in assistance. You can shop right now, nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go, nflsubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. All right, you guys know what time it is here. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. Make sure you're all set for tonight's week one Lions Chiefs. Make sure you pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco Imas. We're talking European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's how we're enjoying the game tonight. Remember, always drink responsibly. And, of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Our pal is CBS Sports fantasy football expert, Jamie Eisenberg, who joins us every Thursday here on Zaslow Show 2.0. We're here. We finally did it, Jamie. So I'm doing a little bit of predictions on the show today. But before we get to the fantasy football stuff, give me your prediction on the Miami Dolphins this season. I think the Dolphins are going to be one of the best teams in the AFC, one of the best teams in the NFL. They're going to compete for a wild card spot, but I think they might fall a little bit short of the playoffs. Wow. So, so okay, well, you got to expand a little bit then. How are you one of the best teams in the AFC, but they're going to miss the playoffs entirely? 
because the AFC East is loaded and they have a brutal schedule. And I think only one team is getting out. So I think they're going to struggle to, to be in the playoffs when you look around the AFC and you see that the AFC North has some really good teams. And I think their schedules are a lot easier given their common opponents and who they play. I think there's going to be two teams that come out of the AFC West in terms of the Chiefs and the Chargers. And so I only really think the AFC East winner is going to make the playoffs, unfortunately. I think we're going to see most likely the Dolphins and the Jets have good seasons this year, but fall short. Okay, so you have Buffalo winning the AFC East. Is there yeah. is there a, a team out there winning their division? You think they're winning their division that a lot of people are not picking? Um, Winning their division that like, are, not, you, are you, Yeah, like do you have a division winner who you think has been under the radar? You know, I I mean, most of them, I think, are, are relatively trendy. You know, the, the, it would not surprise me if there is a surprise winner in the AFC North. Not that the Bengals are not going to have a good season, but a very similar situation where they play really well and maybe the, the the Steelers or the Browns have a better season than them or, you know, the Ravens. I just think all those teams are really good. Uh, we could see a situation where as much as I love the Jaguars, the Titans I don't think are going away, and so they could still surprise some people. And then the NFC South is is somewhat wide open. I think the Saints have the best team, mostly because I think their defense and their skill players, you know, if Derek Carr doesn't implode, then they should be the best team. But the Falcons have a really good roster. You know, if Desmond Ritter is good, then they're going to start to see, you know, the best of hopefully Drake London and Kyle Pitts. But that defense, they made a lot of great, you know, additions. And obviously, Bijan Robinson, I think, is going to be special. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Falcons win that division as well. All right, there you go. Well, you're on the record now. We're holding you to all of that. Once you say it, it doesn't go away. So you, you, <laughs> right. you are you are accountable now for those predictions. All right, let's get to tonight. So as of as of this, you know, recording here, Travis Kelsey questionable for this evening. Do you expect him to play? And uh, let, let's let's say that if he doesn't play, how does that affect the rest of Kansas City's offense tonight? Obviously, it's huge. You know, I, I mean, you're not getting away from Patrick Mahomes, you know, so, you know, it, it could be you and me out there. And as long as he's the quarterback, I think we'd be okay starting him, you know, just to what degree. Um, it, it, but it's a downgrade, you know, to, to his, you know, upside. Um, if he's not there, then it's going to be a, a lot of just, okay, let's see what they have. Because, you know, the, the whole conversation this offseason has been, you know, they went from two years ago losing Tyreek Hill. At least, you know, they had Juju Smith-Schuster as, as a capable veteran. You know, now you have a banged up Kadarius Tony, who's got still a ton of upside. Sky Moore, who's kind of been the flavor of the, the offseason, uh, will he step up? You know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is kind of who he is. You know, he's a he's a deep threat, but he's not necessarily a go-to number one receiver. And then you got the young kids of Justin Ross and, you know, he's not young, but Richie James and, you know, some of those guys there that they'll sort of have to throw in Razy Rice, you know, and throw into, uh, you know, maybe some expanded roles. Sky Moore would be my favorite one. But I'll tell you, sneaky play this, this game, even if Kelsey is out there just because he's not going to be 100% is Jarek McKinnon, you know, so if you're playing DFS, you know, what, whatever site you choose, um, Jarek McKinnon is going to have a huge role. You know, we, we kind of wanted to see what the, the running back room would look like and Pacheco's healthy and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire still there. But McKinnon was awesome last season, so I think McKinnon would be the, the gadget guy that Andy Reid would lean on in case Kelsey can't be 100%. Are we going to see a lot of points in this game tonight? It feels like it. Yeah, you know, the over-under started as the highest of the week. My guess is that it comes down a little bit if Kelsey's not there and, you know, falls, you know, below the Dolphins-Chargers game, which is the second highest game at 51. Um, so, yeah, I, I really love the Lions tonight. You know, I, I think we're going to see that offense pop. You know, I, I wish we had Jamison Williams out there. He's suspended for the first six games. But another sneaky play, if you're dealing with some of these injuries, you know, you got the Packers guys banged up, no Jerry Judy, no Cooper Cup. Uh, look at Josh Reynolds, who's going to be the starter opposite of Monroe St. Brown. But St. Brown should have a big game. 
David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs have big games. I think Sam Laporta's in play as the rookie tight end. And I think Jared Goff will show up. You know, he hasn't, he didn't play really well on the road last year, but uh, we all remember that one time when he squared off against Patrick Mahomes um, with the Rams. It was a, it was an epic performance. I think we can get another type of game like that from Jared Goff. All right, let's look ahead to 425 on Sunday. Dolphins, Chargers, what do we like there? Well, Tua Tungabailoa is my start of the week. I hope Teron Armstead plays, you know, so I'd love to see him out there. But again, you know, whenever you start to look at a, a, a point total that's in the 50s, you expect both teams to show up offensively unless it's going to be a complete bloodbath. But I don't think that's the case. I think both these offenses will show up. Uh, Chargers defense is tough, you know, you know, make no mistake there. They have some big time playmakers over there. Joey Bosa and uh, Derwin James, you know, those are two of the best at their business at their positions. Um, but I think two is going to show up. You know, I, I think this is going to be, you know, a showdown of, of two quarterbacks from that class, you know, certainly well debated, uh, you know, who should have gone first first. Uh, Justin Herbert will play big. Mike Williams will have a big game. Keenan Allen will have a big game. Um, obviously, Austin Eckler will do his thing. And then for the Dolphins, you know, I, I think the, the the three guys, the four guys that intrigue me the most, obviously Tua, you know the two receivers, but Raheem Mostert without Jeff Wilson there. Mostert last season, seven games with at least 15 total touches. He averaged oh, just shy of 15 PPR points per game in those seven games. So, you know, he's going to get a lot of work. We'll see what Devon Chain does. We'll see what Savon Achman does. But I think this is the Raheem Mostert show, and the Chargers really struggled against the uh, ground game last year. So we'll see if that carries over. All right, let's uh, let's go over a handful of other games here and try and help folks out. Let's look at Houston and Baltimore, and specifically, I mean, I'm interested in Baltimore because we're talking new offensive coordinator, Lamar Jackson's back, Odell Beckham. What do we like there? Yeah, it's it's a real tough pass defense. I don't think people realize that the Texans were, you know, top three in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. Now, a lot of that was because teams just ran all over them. Uh, but I think they're still very good. You know, they have some really young, talented players in their secondary, and now a defensive head coach in D'Amico Ryan. So, I wouldn't play any of the wide receivers this week, but Zay Flowers is my favorite one moving forward, and I wouldn't forget about Rashad Bateman. I, you know, Beckham to me is just kind of a, a you know an older player that'll have some good moments, but I don't think he'll be consistent. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think, will do his thing. You know, he'll he'll come out and play. Uh, if he can't get the passing game going, I think you know he'll result to who he is, which is an amazing playmaker. So you're obviously starting him. And then my favorite running back, you know, I I, I, I think it's I've annoyed our audience enough, but J.K. Dobbins is the guy I've been drafting the most. And again, Texas struggled against the run. Dobbins is healthy. I think he's going to get off to a huge start this season with this performance this week. And he's going to have one of the breakout running back seasons that we see this year. All right. A couple of AFC North teams, Cincinnati. I think we're all expecting Burrow is going to play. And on Cleveland's side, what are we expecting out of Deshaun Watson? I think Watson will be okay. You know, he didn't look great in the preseason and obviously he was awful last year, but you're facing a Bengals defense that's replacing two sec two uh, members of their secondary. Both safeties are gone, Von Bell and Jesse Bates. And so that's big. I think David Njoku is certainly in play. He's got top five upside at the tight end position this week. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper, whenever he's at home, he's a different player for whatever reason, wherever he's been, whether it was the Raiders, the Cowboys, or last year with the Browns. Whenever he's playing at home, he just likes waking up in his own bed. Um, Elijah Moore is a decent sleeper. And then you're clearly playing, you know, Nick Chubb, no matter what the circumstances are. But it's going to be another, you know, uh, fun game, I think. You know, the the Bengals offense, you got to hope that Joe Burrow is 100%. You know, he's practicing full, so that should be the case. And then you know what you have on the other side there with those two receivers and Joe Mixon. So it should be a fun game. Let's look at uh, – let's go to Indianapolis, all right? AFC South matchup, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Anthony Richardson. What do we make of him this first game? Trevor Lawrence, There's it feels like there's a lot of MVP hype. Calvin Ridley. Does Calvin Ridley show any ill effects of being a year away? 
I don't think he will. You know, based on everything you saw in the preseason, he looks awesome. And so he's got, you know, certainly top 10 upside. He's, he's right outside my top 10 for this week, but that's no, you know, no slouch of, of a player. He's got, you know, just the, the potential to be that guy once again. So uh, you're right. Trevor Lawrence is going to be in the MVP conversation. You know, they, they have an amazing schedule. So starts off this week against the Colts. They're banged up. Shaq Leonard, their star defensive player, their, their middle linebackers dealing with a concussion right now. So, you know, we'll see what happens with him. Um, but in terms of the, the the Jaguars, for me, it's all systems go. I think Christian Kirk's, you know, definitely a starter of three receiver leagues. If you drafted him as your second receiver, you're playing him. You're playing Evan Ingram. Travis Etienne should have an opportunity for a big game. Uh, for Anthony Richardson, you know, I'm, I'm always a little cautious. Rookie's first game, um, it is a, you know, soft landing spot from the fact that it's at home. But I think the Jacksonville defense is going to, you know, surprise some people this season, which is why a lot of people are picking them to win that division relatively easily um, because the offense is great, you know, but the defense I think will surprise some people. So for this game, I hope I'm wrong because I, I, I expect Anthony Richardson to have a really good fantasy season. But I think this game is going to be a little bit of a tough go for him. Let me give you a couple of 4 o'clock games here. Let's let's look at Denver and Vegas. You know, specifically, we're, we're talking about Garoppolo, Russell Wilson. Uh, let's start with Denver's offense there. I think, you know, Wilson will play well. You know, he played well in the two games last season after Nathaniel Hackett was fired and clearly better coaching with Sean Payton. Uh, we didn't really get a chance to see the offensive line in its, its in its entirety this preseason, so he struggled a little bit, but they made some nice additions there, and so I hope they'll keep him protected. You know, not having Jerry Judy most likely is going to stink for him, but I think Corlin Sutton's a great sleeper this week, number three receiver. If you're desperate, Marvin Mims may still be on your waiver wire. Go pick him up. He's going to be their third receiver, but for this week, he'll be number two. And then whenever Javante Williams is healthy, you know, you got to be concerned about that surgically repaired knee, but this is actually the opponent where he got hurt last year, not that the Raiders did anything to him, but you know how players are. They circled those games when they got hurt. You know, the opponent they're facing, you know, it's a big mental hurdle for them. And so this is a good opportunity to trust him. Samaj P. Ryan's in play as a sleeper. Uh, you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. I hope he's going to keep Devontae Adams to the level of what Devontae Adams has been. I'm, I'm skeptical for the season, but for this week, you're obviously starting him. Uh, he's Him and Josh Jacobs are really the only Raiders I would trust this week. Jacoby Myers is more of a desperation play at best. Let's look at the two evening games. 8 p.m. Sunday night, Dallas, New York Giants. What do you like? So for the Giants, I think you're definitely starting the the running back and the tight end. Saquon Barkley is just too good no matter the opponent. And the same thing with Darren Waller. You're not going to bench him. Uh, tough matchup, though. The Cowboys have been good against tight ends for the most part under Dan Quinn. Uh, Daniel Jones, I'm excited about him for the season, but he has an awful history against the, the Dallas Cowboys. His best game of the seven that he's played was 18 fantasy points. That's in six points for passing touchdowns. Uh, I think in four of those games, though, he's been under 10 fantasy points. So the Cowboys have really had his number. They 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 did well against him last year if you're just looking at the Brian Dayball games. So I'd stay away from Daniel Jones aside from two quarterback and super flex leagues. Uh, for the Cowboys, really, you know who you're starting. You're starting Dak Prescott. He's a low-end number one quarterback this week. You're starting Tony Pollard. This should be the start of a huge year for him. CeeDee Lamb, same thing. Brandon Cooks, I think, is the number three receiver if you, you know, start him if you have to, but, you know, not necessarily uh, a must-start play yet. You know, we'll see if he's going to get the amount of targets that he needs. But a sneaky play this week, especially if you don't have Travis Kelsey, one of my favorite tight end sleepers is Jake Ferguson. Dak Prescott's history, seven years in the NFL, six times. He's leaned on his tight ends for at least 83 or more targets. I know it's not Dalton Schultz. It's not Jason Witten, you know, guys that you've been used to. But Jake Ferguson can be that guy this season. And for this week against the Giants, the, the Cowboys tight ends with Dak Prescott, they beat up on the Giants defense. And I think Ferguson's a good sleeper this week. And how about Buffalo and the New York Jets? What do we expect out of Rodgers on Monday night? He's got a bad history against Sean McDermott. He's played him twice, uh, obviously both times as a member of the uh, Green Bay Packers, but one of those was with, you know, Nathaniel Hackett calling plays. 
So McDermott's had his number. Um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a tough go, but it's always, you know, Monday night spotlight game for a guy going to a new team. You know, he's going to try and show out. So low end starter at best. Uh, I would try to get away from him if you can. So like some quarterbacks I like better than Rodgers this week would be Geno Smith, Jared Goff tonight, Kirk Cousins. If you want to put those guys in the same category, a lot of people like Cousins better already. So I don't know if that's a big, big surprise, but um, I don't really love Aaron Rodgers this week, but if he was the guy you drafted as a starter, we'll just see how he does. It's a really good Buffalo defense, obviously. Good stuff there, Jamie. As far as injuries go, the injury reports that came out yesterday leading up to Sunday's action, who are we keeping an eye on? Well, definitely down here, Teron Armstead. You, know, you want to make sure he's out there to protect Tua at the left tackle spot, but it seems like everybody else from Miami is healthy. But you know now at this point, Cooper Cup is out. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Travis Kelsey for tonight's game. Um, Jerry Judy might have a shot to play. That's interesting. Jackson Smith and the Jigba return to practice, so it looks like he's going to be out there, which will slightly impact Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. They have great matchups. Uh, but for the most part, though, you know, it's it's the the frustrating injuries that we've been dealing with, you know, for the majority of the preseason. No Jonathan Taylor, which sucks. Uh, now no Cooper Cup. And if we don't have Travis Kelsey, those are three guys you could argue were first round picks when we started this process right before training camp. And to not have those guys out there would obviously be frustrating. All right, Jamie, how can everybody hear you leading up to tonight's game and uh, and obviously into Sunday's action as well? Lots of pregame on CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ. Uh, we have you covered on our podcast channel, which is our fantasy football today on youtube you can find us just by searching that uh that's usually the best place to get all of your fantasy information we have a lot of live streams on youtube and, and certainly our podcast so um just check out all, all the 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 stuff that cbs sports has to offer we'll have you covered with all your fantasy lineups for this week awesome job jamie appreciate you man take it easy we'll talk again on thursday next week you got it but i was good to talk to you excellent job as always by jamie eisenberg hopefully you were able to get some help with your lineup for this weekend we're here baby tonight Week one, Chiefs, Lions, gambling, fantasy football. You know what I'm talking about. And of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0, including Jamie Eisenberg right there, are brought to us by the official beer of the program, that being Johnny Cuba. It's Thursday. You know what that means. Let's get to Zaslow Show 2.0 mailbag. That's right. First, though, I got to tell you guys, if you have a home, you need to make sure you have homeowner's insurance. Not only do you need to make sure you have homeowner's insurance, but you got to make sure that you're covered in every way possible. You want to make sure there are no surprises. God forbid there's a disaster. You get caught off guard and you didn't realize that you need to have a certain type of coverage. That's where Brunt Insurance comes into play. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance and Financial Services for almost 10 years now. My insurance just renewed last month. I keep going back to Brunt Insurance because I know that they have my best interest. They have me covered, and I'm getting the best price anywhere. When you call Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, you're getting the most comprehensive coverage anywhere because no matter where you're calling from in the state of Florida, Brunt Insurance has offices all throughout the state, so you could be calling all the way up north in Pensacola, all the way down south in the Keys, Wherever you're calling from, Brunt Insurance has you covered. If you need renter's insurance, you don't own your home, that's okay. If you need condo insurance, there are so many options out there for your home. But don't worry, Brunt Insurance specializes in making all those confusing options crystal clear. 954-589-2204. Greg Brunt and his fully licensed team at Brunt Insurance, they help you every step of the way. You can also go online right now, bruntinsurance.com. If you need affordable care and the best coverage on your automobile, your motorcycle, your boat, Brunt Insurance, 
2204bruntinsurance.com. Let's get to this week's edition of Mailbag. So you guys know, all you got to do, go to at Zaslow Show, usually Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I'll send out a note. You could reply to it. We need your participation in order to make the segment work. We got a few questions here. You could always hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter, at Zaslow J on Instagram. So let's get after it here. Got a few questions. This one first. This is from Jesse. Rank these cartoons in order. Transformers, G.I. Joe, Thundercats. You see, this is the kind of shit that I'm looking for. Now, Jesse, either either we're the same age or he just knows my style. Because growing up as a kid in the 80s, these were the cartoons. These were the best cartoons. So, I can tell you right now, number one for me, Thundercats. Thundercats was my all-time favorite cartoon as a kid. Lino, when he would take out that sword, he put it up against his face. I mean, you don't think I was doing that on the regular as a six-year-old in my house? Come on now. You got that sword. The sword would grow. He would turn all strong and shit. All of his Thundercat pals, they would kill strong. Thundercats, number one. That was my favorite cartoon as a kid. Now, you don't have He-Man on the list. Because He-Man would be right behind it. Prince Adam, He-Man, She-Ra, you know what I'm talking about. But those are not on the list. So, Thundercats, number one, my all-time favorite cartoon as a kid. Number two, I'm probably going G.I. Joe with Transformers, a very close number three. Those movies, though, Transformers and G.I. Joe, and Thundercats had movies too. Remember Thundercats? Mumra Lives, what a movie. But we're talking about the shows. The movies, though, Transformers and G.I. Joe, very controversial back in the 80s. Because if you remember, or maybe you don't even know this, in Transformers, you had Optimus Prime die early on in the movie. Which, as a kid, was fucking traumatic. That never happens in cartoons. Optimus Prime died, Hot Rod took over as the leader of the Autobots, and because of the reaction from Transformers... The G.I. Joe movie, Duke dies in the movie. And they brought him back later on in the movie. Cobra is like, like serpent. Struck through Duke, and Duke died. And then because of the reaction from Transformers, they put Duke back in at the end of the movie. Or just all of a sudden, after they won their battle, Duke appears. It's like, oh, Duke, you're alive. Awesome. Yay. It was, it was, it was crazy. It was stupid. They brought Duke back in the end because of the reaction from Optimus Prime dying in the Transformers movie. Crazy, right? Anyway, Thundercats, that's number one all-time favorite childhood cartoon. Next question. This is from Giovanni. Giovanni wants to know, he's never watched the shows before. He wants to watch Breaking Bad. But his main question here is, should he watch in the order they came out? Or should he go out of order between break, you know, the Breaking Bad universe, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, El Camino? Of course, El Camino was the, the post-Breaking Bad movie starring Aaron Paul's Jesse Pinkman. All right, the first thing I will tell you is, and the order, of course, is Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, El Camino, even though Breaking Bad came out first, if you want to actually go with the timeline. I never watched El Camino. I don't think there's a reason to watch El Camino. So I, whatever. But as far as Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, I would watch, and I've never watched Better Call Saul, by the way. 
But I would watch Breaking Bad first. I would watch it the way that it was intended for you to watch, which was to watch Breaking Bad, and then you go back and watch the prequel in Better Call Saul. I don't think it's like, say, the Marvel movies, where now you can go back and watch in order of the timeline, and it's kind of cool watching it like that. I think this here, I think Better Call Saul, a lot of this stuff works in Better Call Saul, because you know what happens in Breaking Bad. Because you already saw that character in Breaking Bad, and now you get to see him early on in Better Call Saul. So I don't think you'll enjoy it as much if you actually watch it the way the timeline is. I think you should watch it the way it's intended for you to watch Giovanni, which is Breaking Bad, and then watch Better Call Saul. Alright, next up, this question here is from Kevin. Kevin wants to know, Zazlo, you're on ESPN Radio all the time now. Any chance we can get you working with Amber again? Alright, so Amber's new show, 7 to 10 p.m. ESPN Radio, which debuted this past Tuesday, their new uh, ESPN Radio fall lineup. She's now 7 to 10 p.m. with Ian Fitzsimmons. Amber and Ian, she has top billing, obviously deserved. Uh, I will tell you, obviously, it's a major goal of mine to work with Amber again. I think she would like that too. And I, I think the best thing I could do is, is tell you, let's let's wait and see what happens. You know, I'm... I think, the, I think the best answer I can give you is I am very much hoping for that. It's, it's absolutely one of my goals when I became interested in doing shows on ESPN Radio is to get back and, and work with her in some capacity. So I think it's possible. I think you got to wait and see. That's the best answer I can give you. Next question. This is from Wolfpack. Great listener. Dolphins, Chargers, Zaslow, is that a big game? All right, I don't want to spoil anything for you because you know on Fridays... We do big game or not a big game, but Wolfpack's a great listener. So Dolphins, Chargers, Tua, Herbert, number five overall pick, number six overall pick, Blood Feud, that's a big game. You you know that's a big game. You know that's a big game. All right, next up. This question is from the dude abides. He's at ACAB underscore cards. And his question is, Zaslow, what's better, Sopranos or The Wire? Wow, that's a tough fucking question. All right. Whew. All right. What's better? If this makes sense, The Wire is better. But The Sopranos is more enjoyable, if that makes sense. Yeah. The Sopranos, I think you get more out of The Sopranos as a viewer, but as, as just as a television show, The Wire really is a masterpiece. Now, I watched Sopranos in, in live time. I watched The Wire. I binged it like a year or two after it wrapped on HBO. So we're talking like around maybe 2010-ish is when I watched The Wire. I think it wrapped shortly before that. The Wire's a better show overall, but I think The Sopranos is more enjoyable, if that makes sense. Next question here. This is from C-Mac, McIntyre 1972 on Twitter. And he says here, Zaslow, has Mrs. Zaslow been watching a lot more soccer with you since Messi joined Inter-Miami? Excellent question, C-Mac. My wife's family is from Argentina. We all love Messi, of course. And yes, while she was not watching any Inter-Miami with me up until now, she has been watching a little bit of Inter-Miami now. So the answer to that question is yes, she has been watching like the other night. 
when they won 3-1 at LAFC. She didn't watch the whole game, but she watched like half the game. And the game before that, where it was a 0-0 draw against Nashville FC, I think she watched most of that game with me. And finally, all right, we got time for one more question here. This is from Nick's Hex, and he says, Zaslow declared the Panthers dead last spring. They went on to the Stanley Cup Finals. Zaslow declared the Marlins dead last week, and they won six in a row now. Zaslow, are you a reverse jinx sorcerer? Now, I am not, the easy answer is, I am not a reverse jinx sorcerer. Sometimes I do the reverse jinx. That's for sure. But, and forget about the Marlins. Look, the Marlins right now are third in the wild card. Forget about that. As far as the Panthers, that was not a reverse jinx I was trying to do. I legitimately thought they were dead, and then they won six in a row before they got to the final game of the season, which they lost, but still ended up getting into the postseason because the Penguins made major choke. So I was just being honest there. I was dead wrong, and I couldn't be happier about being wrong, more wrong than I was in that spot because it's my all-time favorite Panther team, and it's my all-time favorite Panther run, and I think it was the all-time greatest sports year I've ever enjoyed as a fan between the Panthers and Heat, what they did last year. So no, I am not a reverse jinx sorcerer, and that right there is another Thursday edition of Zaslow Show 2.0 Mailbag. All right, you guys know what time it is. Let's get to Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Big Deal or Not a Big Deal, always brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. If you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home, and your business, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know, but my boys, the Greensteins, they'll be able to tell you. Water Cleanup of Florida, available to you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, with over 60 years of combined experience, the team at Water Cleanup of Florida is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. Look, it's a one-stop shop, essentially, Water Cleanup of Florida. You don't need to call several different people to come help you out. When an unexpected damage occurs in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they're taking care of your project from start to finish. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, or go to WCUFL.com. Water Cleanup of Florida, they'll tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, Caleb Williams, everybody expects him to be the number one overall pick in next year's draft. But, what if he decides he's not going to come out early? Well... This is from GQ Magazine yesterday. Caleb Williams' father, Carl Williams, spoke, quote, The funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league, because their desire for parity gets the first pick. So it's the gift and the curse. So... If there's not a good situation, the truth is, he can come back to school. All right. This is a big deal, and it's also very interesting. It wouldn't be the the first time that a kid who, you know, has the opportunity to stay in school an extra year does, but to be so transparent about it that the main reason is because we don't like the team that has the number one pick. Look, whoever has the number one pick is going to be a really shitty situation for Caleb Williams. And he's right. Like, it, it, it is a funky situation, but th- there's no free agency when you're entering the league. 
It's it's a private business, essentially, the NFL. And all the owners have come to an agreement where, in order to make things fair, it's not a free-for-all. They have a draft. And so I don't know what you do about that because you may not like the current situation a year from now, but the team that has number one pick a year after that, it's going to be the same shit situation. And it's weird because, like, I brought this point up with Lamar Jackson, let's say. You know, the quarterbacks who were selected at the top of that draft, right? Baker Mayfield, shitty situation in Cleveland. Sam Darnold, shitty situation with New York Jets. Now, Sam, Sam, what's his name? Uh, Josh Rosen, shitty situation with Arizona. It ended up working out for Josh Allen in Buffalo, but Lamar Jackson slips down to the 20s where you have a good team who selects you in Baltimore. It's better for that player. You're not going to get as much money at first, but the situation is better, and you can wind up developing big better, and look at Lamar Jackson now. So, I don't know what Caleb Williams can do about it, but yeah, getting selected, like you can't tell me David Carr, when he was selected all those years back by the Houston Texans, it killed his career. If he would have went to a good team, I feel like he probably would have had a good career. So I don't know what Caleb Williams and the Williams family ends up doing about this, but it is a really interesting point, so I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So Mina Kimes yesterday, this was very big news. Mina Kimes has signed a new deal with ESPN that's going to pay her reportedly $1.7 million per year. This is a big deal because the reaction on social media was so negative and just... I have so many He-Man woman haters out there. It's like, you know, ESPN, they're so woke. Mina Kimes, 1.7 million. Essentially, what you're saying is, if you're going to pull the woke card, essentially what you're saying is, if you're not a male, and you're not a male who didn't play, you shouldn't be allowed to talk about football. That's what we're talking about there. It doesn't have to do with Mina Kimes, because she's pretty excellent on television. Her knowledge is pretty excellent about the NFL. It has to do with you and your sensibilities that you don't want women and you don't want someone who didn't play football talking about football. Now, that stuff is stupid. The whole you didn't play, so you shouldn't be able to talk. I mean, if that's the case, look, remember it wasn't too long ago. It was a few weeks ago, what, that Evan Turner, NBA player, former NBA player, wants to have a conversation about Chris Middleton is just as good as Jimmy Butler. That's a guy who played the game and clearly doesn't know shit. So it's the most tired argument about how you had to have played to know what you're talking about. And if you got a problem with Mina Kimes talking about football, you just have a problem with women in sports. So that's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. All right. So this morning, 6, 10 a.m. every morning on ESPN Radio, new program, unsportsmanlike feature, my pal Evan Cohen, along with Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman. Here's Evan Cohen. He is freaking out over people who are picking the Lions to win the game tonight. I can't take it anymore. I'm already I, I'm already a- agitated. The Kansas City Chiefs are the Super Bowl champs. They have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. They have one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yes, they are down their tight end, maybe. They're down their defensive tackle. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes, and everyone already is doubting this guy? Are you (laughs) freaking kidding me? Let me tell you, everybody listening and watching across all of our great stations, Sirius XM80, ESPN2, ESPNU, the Kansas City Chiefs tonight are going to kick the Lions' butts. 
It's going to be a 10-plus point victory Whoa. tonight by wow. the Chiefs. I don't understand this. I don't, Sorry, Javante. I apologize. As a big Lions fan, I know I'm ruining your Christmas here on Christmas morning for us. But, guys, wake up. We're talking about the Chiefs. This Lions hype. Why are they playing tonight? My Santa hat almost just fell off as I'm screaming here. Why are they even playing? Why do we put the Detroit Lions on opening night? Yes, they had a great run to the end of last season. Yes, there's some buzz around this team. Yes, I think Jared Goff is better than people give him credit for. We're talking about going up against the Chiefs. This is no tall order. This is nothing for them. This is not a big deal. I understand where Evan's coming from. It's like, man, you know, this is the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're talking about at home and in prime time against the stupid Detroit Lions. But the Lions feel like, I don't think the Lions are a playoff team, but I certainly don't feel like they're a pushover anymore. And no Travis Kelsey. We've never seen Mahomes without Kelsey. He's played without him one game, and it was a game that they sat Kelsey because they already clinched a playoff spot in week 17. I I think there's pressure. I told you. I think there's pressure on the Lions. I think they're going to play well tonight. I do. So I'm going, not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, this was actually from two nights ago on the debut of Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, 7 to 10 p.m. every night. And Amber and Ian had Charles Barkley on the show. And Amber, she was giving it to him about the Miami Heat and Damian Lillard. You're sick of talking about James Harden. I'm sick of waiting for Damian Lillard to join my Miami Heat. Chuck, what do you make of that whole situation? I think we're on day like 72 or something of the Damian Lillard watch. I'm glad the Trailblazers are holding out, to be honest with you. Like, hey, yeah, we'll trade you, but like, we're just not going to take any trash back just because you want to go to Miami. Charles, it's not trash. You're killing me. It is not trash. Multiple first rounders. Guys like Tyler Hero in the deal. Tyler Hero is early 20s, a 20-point-per-game score. It is not trash, Chuck, what the Heat can offer. And that's straight up. That's not even without a third team. Amber, they made it to the finals without him. But that still doesn't negate. They made it to the finals without him. still doesn't negate what somebody would be getting. Hey, them first-round draft picks, those first-round draft picks going to be like 25, 26, somewhere in there. They're not going to be any good. Come on, Amber, stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going big deal. I mean, so, look, I'm trying to do my part every now and then when I'm on ESPN Radio, but Amber's on there every night defending Miami sports. That's an excellent job out of Amber, and it's obviously ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we're still talking about it being a trash offer. You know why it's not a trash offer? It's the only offer. It's the only offer. So it's not a big deal. Good job out of Amber there, and that right there is another addition A big deal or not a big deal brought to us, as always, by Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, WCUFL.com. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Yes, we did it, everybody. By the time you're done listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 today, it's almost time to watch football tonight. We have the NFL Week 1. We got the gambling We got the fantasy football. You're going to have a Johnny Cuba in your hand enjoying the game. I'm going to be sitting on the couch in the Zazzle Mansion family room. Johnny Cuba in one hand. I'm in my underwear. I'm I'm having a great time relaxing tight watching some football. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. We'll continue on with the football. Do more Dolphins, of course, tomorrow. We'll talk to you on Zazzle Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means.